We're recording, Wes. Ready for coffee pods. Here we come. <laughs> Here we are. Wonderful. We've got some good topics to look at uh, this month. Um, today's one, we're looking at the topic that um, is on the Academy, which is around the anointing, which I would say is pretty essential when we're in the healing ministry. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I, you know, it's it's one of those things... Um, you know, Paul writes to the, the church in, in Corinth and he says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the spirit. Mm. And, you know, you've probably heard me say before, nobody can say to sickness, Jesus is Lord and make it stick unless it's by the yeah. spirit. And so we do, we need the anointing. And my friend Gordon, who's a, a naval officer, gave me a great definition of the anointing. Um, and, and he, because I, I was, we were talking about how does a captain on a ship know that and that he's the captain? How does everybody else know that he's the captain and he has authority to act? And this is this is Navy language. It's brilliant. It says because he has command authority given by the sovereign. Wow. Command authority given by the sovereign. And that explains the anointing. Yeah. it's. Very- we have command authority given by the sovereign king of heaven. You know, so so I said to Gordon, you've got it. And he goes wow so we both got something out of it anyhow there you go that's oh, the awesome. i love it thank you um okay so when it does come to the anointing of the holy spirit um mm-hmm. there's not just one person who receives it is there um that's our, our belief here at acorn so for those who are listening um how might they know whether healing is for them um maybe being in the healing ministry or receiving healing for themselves how how might you know that a great question and, and actually in a sense the answer is it's the same for both of them because um it, it's based on on god's essential nature i mean you know god is a giving god just read the bible and everywhere he's he's trying to give things to people including life and blessing and and, and whatever and and you know we when we step out of that connection with god that's when life goes a bit sort of skewy for us mm-hmm. but that if you come back to who god is it's based on who he is he is a creator he gives life um and and he's always wanting to change things back to what is good and honorable and noble and pure and all that sort of stuff so when people say to me you know how do i know a if god wants not only to heal me but whether he wants me to be involved in it, I, I simply say, so what's God like? Um, and, and actually, in the end, you, you can't get away from the fact. I mean, if God had been a miserable so-and-so, you could sort of have some grounds for thinking, mm, maybe not. Yeah. But actually, everywhere God is working, it's to, if my language, but it's to bring the smile of heaven over things. It's amazing. Come on, let's find life in all its fullness. Um, I also think about, you know, to be honest, what jesus said mm. um you know uh, nobody comes to jesus for healing and he says no i don't really feel like it yeah. you know and actually the fact that he then tells us and through the disciples that we're supposed to carry on what he started you know you're somewhere along the line i think maybe as christians we just make this far too complicated if we could just say what's the bible say let's do that mm. That's helpful. And I'm just thinking then for people who might um, receive prayer for healing, Mm. is there a, um, this is probably going to be the wrong word, but is there an approach? Is there a a posture needed? Um, Because a lot of the time, many of us go forward for prayer for healing and think it won't be for me. 
But what you're saying is it's in God's nature to do this. We've seen Jesus do this. So is there something in us that needs to be more open? That's a great question, Lisa. I I, I have met people who've done that, who said, you know, I mean, I met a guy um, and he said uh, he, he had diabetes. And I said, you know, would you like me to pray for you? And he said it won't work for me. So I thought well, that's a bold statement to start with. So I said, "Why not?" He said, "I because I don't believe in God." So I said to him, "It's okay. I believe enough for both of us." Um, no. But but actually, I prayed for him, and God healed him. God met him. Right. His problem was that he was judging God's willingness to act on the basis of his own life and his own circumstances. Mm. You know, do I believe enough? Am I good enough? You know um and and i've had people who say it's too late for me or it's too soon or or, yeah. or whatever i've done too much and actually um it was never based on our circumstances our situation or even if if i can put it this way our character and disposition mm. because it was always based on god's circumstances god's situation god's character god's disposition it was never based on how much we could prove that we deserved it yeah and actually, if you read through the Bible, there are people that God heals that, you know, if, if again, been a, it's, it's nearly Christmas. So I'm being a bit cranky, really. But, um, you know, but there are people who God heals in the Bible who I'm sure that if it was in church, we would look at it and go, oh, I really don't think you should do that one. Yeah, there would be. You know? So, I mean, Naaman, he doesn't even believe when he goes down into the River Jordan. You know, look at the people that Jesus healed and they don't follow him. They don't. In fact, they don't even do what he says next. Like, please don't tell anybody. <laughs> because it's not based upon us yeah. it's based upon him and if you can see that you can never say i mean some people have said to me i don't deserve it and i said no that's true but you're still going to get it yeah yeah <laughs> you know um i tell you what it, grandchildren at christmas they are utterly convinced they're going to receive something yeah you walk into the house and they they know you have something for them, um, you know, and it's either in your pocket or it's in the bag or it's somewhere. And they are like, oh, yes, <laughs> not quite Santa Claus is coming to town, but you know, <laughs> grandma and papa arrived. There is stuff yeah. here for us. Why can't we be like that in church? Mm. Why can't we? Don't, why don't we go to church? and say there is something here for me today not based on how good the vicar is or how good the church is or even how good i am but because how incredibly ridiculously how good god is yeah. why do we never do that yeah that's sad isn't it it really is and i just think who taught us that and could they please stop doing it because yeah. it's you know every time in the healing ministry at least we pray for anybody it's because god is good yeah. And that's wonderful. And you know what? I just got to answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> I can pause the recording. We'll be right back. We're back. <laughs> we are. Well, it shows it's live. You know, we, it really we, does. We are not AI chatbots or things. No. This is, really, this is real. And stuff. as listeners, they're going to see Quez, you are the fastest door answerer in the world. Yeah, well, it's just literally <laughs> there. But um, I. No, and, and and you know, I think isn't it funny that you know you we we do get to the place where we we think God is reluctant. And I just don't think he is. I agree, and also I think that some of the stuff you highlighted there is, and I've heard you say this before that um, like the healings they don't all happen in 
meetings they don't all happen in the church building on a Sunday and sometimes and you see this in the bible as well god comes comes for us like <laughs> and <laughs> and i i think that's wonderful so you know to, uh, my yeah. takeaway of this as well is to not just expect healing when i have a prayer appointment with somebody but that god is working in my life all around those situations as well yeah yeah and it's true that we, we seek god absolutely you'll yeah. seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart absolutely yeah. But actually, there are times in the Bible when God goes and seeks of people. Yeah. When Jesus is the one who goes and seeks people. That's you know, it, yeah. where, where the Father is the one who goes and seeks people. And and he seeks the nation. He seeks he seeks Israel. I mean, just, just think about yeah. it. That God doesn't sit there and say, well, okay, you know, when you come, I'll yeah. talk to you. He's sort of saying, let's go find. Yeah. Okay, that's really helpful because what we've just highlighted, if anything, is that God wants to heal. He has a good heart uh, and intentions for us. But thinking then about going into the healing ministry or being involved in the healing ministry, um, who is qualified? (laughs) (laughs) If that's the right way to put it, who's qualified? Yeah, absolutely. And and of course, that's the big thing for most of the church, isn't it? You know, are you allowed to do this? Yeah. And and actually, the simple answer is, yes, you are, because the commission to heal the sick, raise the dead, preach the gospel, cast out demons, say the kingdom of God has come, that was given to, to the disciples and the apostles. It was given to all the first century church who, who went to live out the kingdom message of Jesus. And of course, not only is it given to the 12, but it's then given to the 72 as well. And they weren't apostles. They were just like you and me, odd odd bods in a discipleship thing, just wanting to let people know that God loves people and Jesus is the saviour of the world. So who's qualified? Um, The answer is very simply all those that God calls into the ministry. You don't need a theology degree or a PhD in healing. Um, uh, you you have other skills and other giftings. And we talked about the anointing being this command authority given by the yeah. sovereign. If you have that, that's your qualification. I love that. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I, I OK, so this might be taking things slightly off topic. I'm not sure. But when you think about um, missionaries or nurses or something like that, you would think they have a certain gifting or a certain skill are there any giftings within within the gift of healing that or, or character traits that you have seen yeah I, you know I, I've sort of talked to people I mean, and read about lots of people who've been in gone into the healing ministry mm. and some of us we got into it by accident and some of us we got into it on purpose yeah but I've noticed that we do it for perhaps one of three reasons mm. we do it either because we're moved by compassion we love people and that's great and you know we see people in need and something happens inside our hearts and we just have to you know like jesus we have compassion on the crowds we have to do something about it yeah or we do it out of conviction because in the sense of we look at what god is like we look at what the world is like and we say that's wrong yeah god's world is supposed to look like this you know people are supposed to be able to function in freedom and peace and joy in wholeness and it isn't doesn't look like this is wrong we have to put this right yeah 
Mm. You know, so it says that the reason the Son of God appeared, uh, this is in John's uh, first letter, was to destroy the works of the evil one. It's, it's you know, and many people who went into the healing ministry went in out of conviction that this is this is a wrong view of God, you know, and sadly some of the church now has a wrong view of God, you know. Um, but because of that, we do it out of conviction. I'm probably in that sort of category. Okay. The other one I've noticed is that people do it out of what I've called a compulsion, a compelling. They just know that this is what they're supposed to do. Right, yeah. If they see people who are sick or in need, they're supposed to do something about it. Mm. Um, and it's like a calling, uh, an, an, an irresistible urge to do something. Mm. And and those sort of things, yeah, they get, they all sort of match up in little bits and pieces, but they're the sort of three things that tend to motivate people. Um, and, and of course, I guess one of the other final ones would be if you've got a need or you've got somebody you love in need, yeah, that can often drive you to one of those and say, I've got to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if there are people listening who are finding themselves in one of these situations, just this compulsion or conviction, compassion, uh, or, or a need of healing themselves, um, how can you keep it alive within yourself? This is something we are looking at at the Healing Academy this month, isn't it? So hmm. how do we do that? Well, first is come to the Academy. Come and do the Academy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm shamelessly saying you're going to have a great time. Yeah. And we would love to have you with us. So if you haven't done the Academy uh it's just 12 uh saturday morning sessions throughout the year you're gonna love it it's great okay but uh, some practical things these are the things that i do okay um be with the right people (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry but some people are just anti-faith and anti-trust and anti-believing god they just want to tell you uh, it's the quote from Einstein, isn't it? It says, keep away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. Oh. And and I just I keep away from the people who want you to come over to their side and say, God doesn't do these things. Mm. I just don't hang out with them. You know, <laughs> um, they I find them too depressing. I, I can do depressing on my own. Yeah. I want to be with people of faith. Awesome. The second thing I would say is, is just read the right books. Okay. You know, we talk about some of this uh, in the academy and the books. And would you believe there is a knock at the door? I can pause it again. <laughs> okay, you're back. I'm back. You talk um, about it, reading books. <laughs> yeah, it was. Sorry, that was the post one. He was back twice. Oh, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> he forgot one thing. Um, read the right books and we talk about that on the in the academy we 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 list some of the books as we go through about things that will encourage your faith there's a lovely uh book called supernatural work by a man called jordan seng s-e-n-g lovely book and um it'll encourage you if you can read stuff about uh, a man called john g lake or read some of the stories about catherine coolman or people like that or wimber or francis mcnutt or even Maurice Maddox wrote some books. Um, read them. Just keep looking. Read the healing stories in the Gospels. Yeah. I just keep reading them and saying, wow, Jesus, you're amazing. You did that. Yeah. Maybe we can do that here as well. Mm. And um, it's Jordan Singh who um, I heard speak. And, and his was the phrase, the gospel of try, T-R-Y. 
Okay. The gospel of just have a go. Yeah. You know, once you pray for somebody and they've got healed, you will be bitten forever with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll see the possibility. So those sort of things, you know, talk to the right people, read the right books, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just go and see what God is doing. But start to do it. Can I pray for you? There you go. Yeah. You know, in fact, I don't even ask the question, make it a question. Can I? I put it. Let me pray for you. I like that. Yeah. You know, and prayers aren't long, but just have yeah. a go. That's really helpful. And as Wes has just mentioned, if you want to start trying some of this stuff, do you come to the academy because yeah. it's a really safe environment um, to give these things a go. Uh, and then you can start doing it in your own ministry environments as well. Yeah. Wonderful. And last thing. Yeah. Okay. And funnily enough, this podcast has had two of them interruptions. <laughs> um, genuinely, seriously, be prepared for God's interruptions. Yeah. In the flow of your day, if you're saying, God, I, I want to do this, you just got to have to be prepared that suddenly God might, you know, in the midst of somewhere, put somebody in front of you who's going to let you pray for them. Yeah. And it won't be a meeting. It'll be in the queue at Sainsbury's or in the garage, you know, waiting to pay for your petrol or something. Mm. And just be prepared for God to interrupt the flow of a nice, tidy life and say, OK, let's do this. Yeah, I like that. I remember my brother calling them once divine interruptions. It just made them a little easier to to take on board. Wonderful. Okay, thank you so much, Wes. And thank you for listening. In a couple of weeks, we've got another um, coffee pod coming out. And uh, we're going to be looking again, obviously, at the healing ministry, but how it operates, what people think of it, uh, that sort of stuff. So thank you for being with us. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Wes.